Hello and welcome to Sharp Tech. I'm Andrew Sharp, and this is a free preview of today's episode. Well, we'll see how that market matures. Um, We've done a lot of cloud gaming talk. One thing we haven't done lately is talk about the sports media landscape. And Morgan says, I figured five or six weeks was too long without talking about sports broadcasting rights. So I've got a question. Why does a company like Apple, Amazon, or Google want to invest heavily in sports streaming? I was thinking it could be because they think they could do a better job with targeted advertising or a second theory, this could be a long-term play to drive up rights fees and put traditional content companies out of business. Do either of these strike you as potentially profitable ways for big tech to take on sports streaming, or do you think there is any other path to this being worth it for big tech companies? Um, will sports rights ever be worth it for a streaming service if they're competing with cable companies or cable cable channels that can subsidize their costs with like carriage fees yeah well there's always been a few different models i think for sports rights so espn the model was first and foremost it was because they acquired Monday night football that they really got widespread distribution right because again people like people would i need to be able to watch my football game or game and so this was this was kind of the transformative deal for espn i think i want to say 1987 or something like that that really got them all over and then over time it's sports rights that drive their ever rising sort of affiliate fees where they're by mm. far the most expensive on cable and it's because there's a sufficient number of people where if you don't have espn they will go somewhere else it used to be they would go and get a satellite which is a lot of work and now it's even more trivial because we'll just go get YouTube TV. It's literally just, you know, just sign up or who or whatever it might be. And so in some respects, ESPN's power is higher than ever. Uh, you know, we kind of saw this where YouTube TV has squeezed out a lot of the RSNs, particularly all the Bali sports ones. But they tried to sort of squeeze ESPN, I think it was last year, and they managed to survive about 18 hours. And then they're like, okay, actually, let's sign back up again. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we, you know. So the, the that's been a function of sports rights. The other bit is, you know, sports help sort of drive awareness of everything else that's going on. This has been a big function of football traditionally for the broadcast networks. Where yes, they make they make a lot of money on advertising, but they're paying a lot of money for these games. What they're also getting is free advertising, and not just sort of like the little promo before and after sort of a game when you catch a commercial. Oh, see this new show, or stay tuned for sixty minutes, or whatever it might be. But then announcers talking about it during the game, which is the time people are the most paying attention. And so there was a real bit where you're getting basically all this O and O marketing, owned and operated sort of marketing that to 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 sort of bump up all your other stuff that, mm-hmm. and that's where you actually make your money. You know, customer acquisition is always a challenge. It's always expensive. And so if you can basically show an NFL game and show enough advertising to break even, then you actually make your profit on having all your other shows have more viewers because you spent six hours on a Sunday telling people to go watch these other shows and piquing their interest and, and right. things along those lines. So I understand why it makes sense for the broadcast channels or the cable channels and relative to all of those incentives for them to spend on this, I can't imagine why an Apple or a Google or an Amazon has similar incentives. Like traditional media can subsidize the cost in so many different ways. Whereas, you know, Apple, I don't necessarily see them like converting customers based on the sports rights that they have. Right. Well, well, so 
a, a few things. So number one, there are some similar motivations, I suspect. So take like Google's deal with with the NFL for for what used to be with DirecTV, the um, mm-hmm. Sunday uh, Ticket, Sunday Ticket, yeah. So they're trying to get this entire platform, YouTube channels, I think it's called, sort of off the ground, where they are selling sort of premium channels, right? And Amazon's made a big business of this, like a huge number of like HBO, whatever it's called now, Max, HBO Go, or whatever. I guess it was HBO Go. Now it's HBO Max. It will soon be Max. It's Max, yep. Yeah. Um, they're really maxing out the namespace here. It is, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. I apologize. Well, um, the, all of the names are pretty hokey, okay? Apple TV. I've been calling that streaming service Apple TV. Apparently, it's Apple TV Plus or something. I don't know. No, well, it's complicated. The Apple <laughs> yeah. TV is a box. Apple TV is also the sort of general streaming interface. Yeah. And there's Apple TV Plus, which is a subscription per- part of it. But there's Apple TV, I think it's also called Channels, where you can buy, you subscribe to other shows. And Apple makes money here too, where instead of going to HBO and signing up, you sign up on your Apple TV or on your Amazon Firebox. And because they provided that interface, just like the App Store, they then collect like 15% forever, yeah. right? They, it, it's a great business. And so Google wants to build a similar business on YouTube where you can subscribe to premium channels within YouTube, but they need to make customers aware that you can buy premium channels on YouTube. And so the NFL Sunday ticket is like everyone kind of now knows, not everyone, but you can imagine there being advertising around it. It's just knowing it's possible to pay for premium channels on YouTube has its own benefit to Google. Now, is that enough to justify how much they paid for it is a different question, but it is a similar dynamic where the part of it is just customer awareness of the overall things of what they can do. Just like TV shows used to want to show customers other TV shows that would be sort of on their network. So that's number one. Number two, there is obviously the potential for advertising, and this applies to sports in particular. And if you're looking to build out an advertising business, like the, you know, the, the, uh, this, you know, applies to YouTube. Uh, you can imagine, you know, I mean, Microsoft and Netflix have this deal for Netflix advertising. Suddenly it makes more sense to someone to part with Microsoft that they're developing this sort of advertising capability, targeting capability for video advertising to sort of be able to plug in. And sports, again, is the one thing where people tend to leave it on. They're going to actually see the advertisements sort of in place. So those are sort of, you know, additional ones. And then there's there is big company inertia. Like, what else are we going to do? We have mm-hmm. all this money, right? This is sort of the natural thing to spend it on. And then there is the conspiracy theory, which is, these are <laughs> very <favorite>. visible <laughs> these are very visible we're obviously losing money on them and that's actually a good thing because it's good for us to have a visible product where we're just trying hard and we just can't seem to make a profit so that no one pays attention to the other part of our business where we're basically a monopoly and taking all the money we want to right like that's it's right. good to look weak show the regulators that you're human you know Everybody's that's right got their own vulnerabilities uh i will say to answer part of morgan's question there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of years about how some of these streamers could target advertising based on the audience data they have. And that has sort of been in its infancy. But there was a report this week from New Fronts. Amazon is looking to make its Thursday night football a bigger deal for viewers and advertisers. The online retail giant said this season, Thursday night football sponsors will be able to send different creative messages to different targeted audience groups within the same 30-second commercial position. For example, an automaker could send a sports car spot to younger viewers, an SUV ad to sports and outdoors enthusiasts, 
and a more general brand spot to the remaining viewers. The audience-based creative capability will be available during pre- and post-game shows, as well as year two of the Amazon Music Live concert series streamed after TNF. Didn't know that was a thing, uh, but... Well, I think, so it, there, it sounds like their sports rights are paying off because they're making you aware of <laughs> the Amazon go. Music Live concert series. So uh, they're they're breaking into the Amazon. tech podcaster market who have to follow stories like this. But I mean, yes. this is one of those things where, like, of course they're going to do this, right? And everyone's yeah. been talking about the potential of doing this for ages, and there's been fits and starts of doing it more or less successfully. You know, I think like Roku has invested a ton in wanting to do this. Like they 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 get uh you know free ad supported TV, which is basically old TV shows. It's like the it used to be your old TV show. You sold it to like TNT as a sitcom, and so you know Seinfeld would be on at five thirty every night. Now that's sold to like the like uh, Roku or Amazon. It just made an announcement about a new sort of fast service where there's just TV that's on and available. This sort of gets to the broader point where we're basically just circling back to where we were. Mm-hmm different distribution method all right and that's the end of the free preview if you'd like to subscribe and receive every episode of this show you can do so by subscribing to stratechery plus that'll give you access to every sharp tech episode all of our sharp china episodes the dithering podcast with ben and john gruber daily analysis of the tech business from ben and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come If you'd like to become a subscriber, click the link in your show notes to get access to the entire Stratechery universe. 